Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi and this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with ClaryTask.com. So welcome to episode 10 of Bootstrapping SaaS. I didn't think I was going to get this far with uh, this uh, podcast and I'm really happy I did stick to this and um the reason why I got this far was that I really had listeners and that was very encouraging because I was receiving good words from them and it felt that I was being heard and that was very, very encouraging to me to continue. So um, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just start. I'm sure you speak much better than I do. Uh, you have a lot more to say than I do and here I am uh, getting almost 200 listens per episode. Um, so yeah. Um, Part of it was Justin's sort of inspiration that I started podcasting uh, since he launched Transistor. So if you're going to podcast, I would highly recommend using Transistor for hosting your um, podcast because from there you can deploy it on all platforms, on all podcasting platforms. So here I am, episode 10. The name of the show is Bootstrapping SaaS. And here I am talking about speaking with an angel investor. A few of them maybe, potentially. So uh, I had met this person, this guy, this friend of mine uh, now about a couple of months ago at a networking event and uh, he was part of a, a group of people that were looking for business to invest and I was part of this sort of quick pitching uh, session where we had to speak a little bit about our business and um, I, I was talking about Claritas but I also was talking about you know the money that I would need since I was talking to potential investors. I went out and said, you know, if, we, if I was to take money, I would take 100K at 1 million valuation. And this one person started asking more questions. He was very interested in the product. Uh, I like that his, his uh, sort of questions were very clear, uh, not interrogating at all, like some investors do, just trying to find out, very curious about me, about the product. So I really like that. So we continued talking, and he said that he would try to adopt Claritask with his staff. Uh, they manage a property management company. They run that, and they have a couple of buildings in New York City where they manage. Uh, so he went back and uh, started using Claritas with his team, invited his team, but his team is mobile. So a lot of people are on the move. Claritas didn't have uh, any mobile presence at the time. It still doesn't. However, it does have a responsive version which uh, users can um, use on their mobile phones. However, you know, if you're a maintenance person and wants to get the latest task, then, you know, you're going to need some sort of app that is very simple to check, uh, to remind you, to ping you, or you can comment on it, go back and forth with your manager, etc. So Claritas didn't have that. Um, and um, they sort of disappeared. They, uh, I didn't talk to uh, him for a few weeks. So last week he writes back and he says, um, how is the mobile apps coming? When are they being launched? So I was straight up honest like I always am with clients in this podcast and trying to be as open as I can uh, whenever I can. And I said, you know, the way I'm going, bootstrapping this product with my own money and the revenue I'm getting from clients, it's I think it's going to take a while before I hit three, five, uh, 5K per month where I can hire my first person. And they can build out the API and then the mobile apps. So he writes back, he says, how much do you need? 
And I write back and I say, well, uh, if you're talking about making the mobile apps uh, as a sort of single project where we hire somebody, pay them a couple of thousand dollars, uh, get the app out and then they leave, then that's not the good way to go because I'm having daily active users. And if iOS releases a new version and ClareTask is buggy, we have to find somebody uh, to fix that. And uh, not having someone on board where they check all the time what's happening with the app, then it's not a really good idea if you want to build a great product. So I said the best way to go about this is the amount of money that I was speaking about when we first met, the 100K, which I could staff up with three people, three, four people, three plus me. We can build the API, the iOS, the Android, and then have a full stack dev who would focus on the web app and all the stuff that are in and around ClearTask. And then I asked, I said, are you thinking about investing yourself or do you have any other ideas? Uh, he said, well, I, have, I might have a couple of people that could be interested in, in, this, um, in this product. So we um, were scheduled to talk uh, today. So I just spoke to him before starting this podcast. And uh, the thing that I like about this person is that we, uh, our conversations are very straightforward. Um, there's a lot of back and forth, uh, questions and answers are very clear. If there's something that is unclear or one of us feels that, you know, we're not getting the question answered or not the right answer that we're looking for, we prod for more, which is very important in relationships. So you're not sort of scheming through things and then later on thinking about how you should have said what you could have said. Uh, so I like that about this relationship. And, um, so we one thing that we uh, left off is to speak again next week and then talk a little bit more about the expenses that I would have with three people, all the taxes and how the money would be spent, uh, the specific marketing efforts, um, the channels we will use, how we will use them, the market that we're trying to go after. And also he has a lot of contacts in New York. Uh, he was suggesting that, you know, we... Um, we can pitch to law firms because law firms bill on hourly rate and ClareTask has a pretty robust time tracking feature with uh, built-in reports um, that could help these companies. So law firms is one, service companies is another. And uh, so not only he can bring the money, but he could bring the, uh, the clients potentially as well. So the way this would work is that he would um, he would find a couple of angels that could uh, potentially invest in ClareTask, and then he would get an equity as well. As well, and then I would be on the other side with my team, uh, pretty much going faster with the uh, with the cash that we would have. Uh, so that's the story as far as the um, angel goes. That's the whole entire story that I that I know of. Um, so yeah. So now the thing that I want to talk about is: Do I want to take this? Do I want to pursue this? Why do I want to and the reasons I don't want to? So first thing, I would focus on talking about um, the reasons why I would take this investment. Um, on a personal level, uh, I have a feeling that relationship, this relationship could help the product, could help Claritask reach new heights, go much faster forward. Um, do all the features that people are asking about, reach more clients. Uh, I can staff up with three other people. Um, potentially, I can provide more for my family down the line in a year or two, which is really attractive to me because family is very important to me. And um, 
um, maybe the reason I'm doing this is for my family to have a better future, uh, for my kids to have a better um, options in life down the line, potentially. So uh, all these things are adding up to me liking this. Uh, the things that I don't like is that I will have probably pressure to move forward, uh, to grow the company more, um, to try to make the numbers so my investors have a decent return down the line, either if they exit or we buy them out or we raise another round, etc. Um, but on the other side, I will work with staff, so I won't be alone. And honestly, bootstrapping a product on your own uh, sometimes is not that easy. Uh, not because of the pressures, but you're sort of floating on your own while you could be floating with a couple of people and sort of um, have the support um, that you can't really have on your own, you know. And uh, on the other side, another thing that I don't like is that if I do take an investment, I will have a salary in my own company. And when it comes down to uh, getting money out of it, I would probably have to pass it through a board. Uh, like let's say I want to get some dividends and have a vacation or maybe pay my, my kids school or buy a new car, then I would have to pass it through someone else in my own company. Uh, those things I don't really like. Um, on, the, on the rate that I'm growing, I could reach 1K in MRR. I think at this rate I would reach it very soon. Um, probably... It would take me a bit longer uh, because right now I'm adding one client per month and at this rate by the end of the year I will have 10 clients at 41 a piece would be 410 uh, with uh, hopefully a little bit of luck I can get to 1000 in MRR by uh, sometimes beginning of next year. Um, uh, do I have the stamina to do that? I do. I actually do. I can I can stand that. Um, I can go that. But what I don't have is the time uh, that I need to provide for my family. Um, and 200 per month, 300 per month is really not going to cut it. Uh, with having a son in school, third grade next year, and my, my daughter on uh, in uh, kindergarten, and my wife works, of course, with both work, but it's a lot of burden for one person to work and then the other one not bringing as much. And it's been quite a while and maybe that's sort of the pressure that I'm feeling. And um, maybe that's one of the reasons that this investment is um, sounding attractive to me. So these are sort of the things that I'm thinking about, you know. And um, I don't know. I mean, you can tell me maybe in Twitter or um, on private or direct message me about your thoughts and how you are reading into what I'm saying. But if things go well and numbers are right and I don't give up more than 15% of the company uh, for 100 to 200K in cash, I could fly much faster. Um, I can make Claritask the way that I've always envisioned it, you know, with mobile apps and all these features and communication and all these integrations that I want built in so people can use it any way they want. Um, that sort of thing is making me go for this investment if everything pans out. And I think what I will do is I will give it my best uh, with a positive outlook, thinking that, you know, it could... It could bring me about uh, great, great opportunities 
down the line uh, financially, uh, product-wise, team-wise, uh, probably could open more doors for me uh, in building other products. So this, these things are going through my mind, and they're all positive things, you know. And before, whenever I used to talk to clients, maybe I was younger, maybe I was a little bit more scared, uh, I, uh, I really would frown upon more. So this time around, I'm thinking of positive sides of this thing that I could, you know, do the good with this and then really make Claritask the way that I see it uh, in a year or so. So I don't know. I mean, a lot of us bootstrappers frown upon these things, you know, and I asked my friends what they think about it. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, maybe it takes me longer to get to where I want to get. But it will be probably, you know, I'll have more freedom. I'll have everything on my terms. Um, these are some of the comments that I'm reading right now that I got from asking a couple of friends what they think about it. Um, you know, why would I take the money right now? Do I really need it? Do I have product market fit, you know, and etc. cetera. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll really see. I mean, this is something that I wanted to share with you right after I spoke with the potential angel just sort of you know share this information fresh right after the talk so yeah let's see you know like ideally honestly if you ask me like what's the scenario that i would like the most i would like for claritask today to be a three to five k mrr where i don't really need an investor and um i would hire and then go and do these things on my own one thing that I really liked about the conversation again was that he was mentioning the contacts in New York that he would he could bring in the companies that he knows he could bring in as customers so he could bring more than money and if if we bring a, a couple of his contacts and they're happy they're gonna rec recommend Claire task to their to their friends in New York and that could spread out quite quickly if we do a few things right if we're consistent um you know if we really deliver then i don't see a reason why not this could be a good thing so let's see what happens let's see what happens i'm not really sure next friday we'll talk again uh more concretely what to expect from one another and then see uh what can come from this uh potential investment and he had mentioned that he could raise this money quite quickly and that would mean that you know in a couple of weeks i could be uh, thinking about staffing up and running in a different sort of rhythm and scenario etc and if that happens i will still keep the name of the uh, of this podcast bootstrapping SaaS, because that's how it started and if i don't take the investment then i'll keep the name again and i'll continue as i am but i really want to see this story through and i want to share with you everything that happens along the way um, so, all right, all right. Um, I won't talk more about that. If you have more questions about uh, this potential investment, uh, feel free to contact me on Twitter. I'm more than happy to share more. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, let me see what I have here on the list. So I did a couple of um, releases this week. I coded a little bit. I didn't do a lot of outreach. Um, I was doing some things around the house. I think I was trying to get away from Claritask a bit, uh, just to get my mind straight. Um, I got I got a new client, which I didn't mention, so that was big. It's a company in Ireland. 
that do content marketing and uh, they brought their 20 plus people on board they paid so they're paying client already so that was great um, I'm really happy about that hopefully I can get more content marketing firms which I have two right now so this could be sort of a pattern that is forming that I could maybe target more clients like that one cool thing that happened I released an update on Monday and uh, I had a I didn't have a bug in it but I have my uh, Claritest runs through Cloudflare and what I did forget to do is I forgot to clear the cache so I up uh, so as I was updating I remembered that um, the site was running on on cache files while the view was updating a couple of sections where people had to update their time zone so they would go to the page to their profile page to update the time zone and the update wouldn't work because the JS was the old one so I had to um, this was a matter of seconds like 10 20 seconds and in those 10 seconds I received three emails uh, two emails actually one message uh, saying hey what is happening I uh, cannot use Claritask you know it's asking me to update my time zone and when I try it's not it's not working uh, so this was 10 seconds later I had deployed new updates 10 seconds later users that are on Claritask um, were writing me and yes I shouldn't have updated the site uh, during the time where people are are working on it but just thinking about it is making me actually uh, happy because that means that you know people are bothered if Claritas doesn't work and that's one of the sort of um, questions a lot of people ask when they're trying to see if they have a product market fit they say you know if if this product didn't exist how bad would you feel and those people were you know crying out saying hey you know I'm trying to manage my project and I can't use Claritas because you messed it up so <laughs> That felt good, but I fixed it, you know, right away. And I told them that, you know, I'm very glad that they responded, but I'm on it. And I thanked them for replying my way and writing me because that means that they're using it. And current clients that I have, they're all nice people, uh, people that I've onboarded on my own, written emails. They didn't go through anything automatic. So if anything goes wrong with Claritas, they're always understanding about, you know, um, about anything that I have done and they know that I will fix it right away so that was really good um, I indexed a lot of um, not a lot but I indexed a few things on the database which actually uh, some sections were crashing and after indexing I went from uh, server crashing to loading that's that same page that was crashing the server to 200 milliseconds so that was incredible I was happy for that and I got that uh, help from a friend of mine which I used to work with before Erman thanks a lot buddy uh, he saved me because I was thinking of rewriting a couple of sections and uh, he said oh you don't have to do that did you index and I said yes I indexed but apparently I didn't do it right um, so I did that right with his help and site is much faster right now because of that uh, so that's the technical parts that I did um, what other thing I can talk about so um, I'm building out case studies uh, I'm doing it with current clients so they're gonna be real stories and the reason why I did that is because last night um, I was listening to a webinar by bear metrics and uh, Corey uh, sorry Corey let me get your last name man sorry uh, Corey Haynes sorry man um, Corey Haynes uh, from bear uh, bear metrics he had a webinar last night 
and uh, he uh, had up on those on the webinar he had Joel let me see real quick Joel Klutke and he is a uh, CRO copywriter and consultant for top uh, SaaS B2B brands and he runs case study buddy so I listened to that uh, webinar and I will list this on the on the show notes and um, he was talking about the importance of case studies and how to do them right and what questions to ask so I did that and the way that I did it actually which I suggest you do it too if you even asking for like a long testimonial so I made the questions that I was going to send to my client and instead of them writing them out I asked my client I said I know we don't have a lot of time uh, how about you record these answers look at the questions record them uh, record your answers as audio send me the audio I will transcribe send it back to you uh, as a full story as a full case study and then you can tell me if I've you know if I've done a good job with the authenticity of how you were speaking and uh, this got me a reply right away from from a client and he uh, actually two clients I sent it to so one of them replied and uh, he got me maybe within half a day he got me all the answers that I was needing I started transcribing a bit earlier I have a lot a little bit more to do so his entire audio was about 15 minutes which is a lot of things to write which is really cool and I will use case studies uh, on the website on ads on cold outreach warm outreach etc so I will really give this a shot um, yeah so uh, let me see how far how much I've been talking today all right so it's the 21 minutes right now um, I think I can talk about this other thing I have here on the list I don't want to push it on the other on the next episode because I will never get to talk about this so on the last episode uh, one of my friends that was listening to my podcast he said you know uh, your episode seven or eight was really upbeat it was really positive motivational and on episode nine you sort of started uh, a little bit on the downside uh, and uh, I don't know if it's you know if it's really good for you to be completely honest about everything because a client may be hearing this and uh, it could backfire and that is very true he's very right uh, however the reason why I started this podcast uh, is for someone that is going through the same things as I am or for me down the line to look back at the things that I didn't know and things that I learned along the way and maybe down the line also when somebody wants to start something maybe they can listen to these episodes and then find things that they could avoid and learn from my mistakes so this podcast is not for clients at all I'm actually spending about uh, every Friday or Saturday or Sunday uh, when I'm doing this show I'm spending about two three hours um, recording editing and then tweeting about it talking to people and uh, I don't think it has brought in me any clients and this was not for the purpose uh, it's really good uh, way maybe it's even therapy for me honestly um, to really share and get things off my chest because there's a lot a lot of things that go on when you're building a product and a lot of things you don't know and you think you do and a lot of conflicts and conundrums that you have when you're building a product so sharing this stuff out in the open like this it's really has been helping me carry on conversations with fellow uh, makers who are probably going through the same thing or maybe I'm asking the questions or they're seeing me struggling and then they reply and say hey you know this is the way maybe you should do this 
and that has been very helpful so i thank you all and you know who you are you know uh, all the people that are that have responded to my e to my um, tweets and have written me directly without me asking for advice so thank you for that i really appreciate that and yeah honesty you know may backfire uh but you know i always say and i think i wanted to cover this in another episode but initially when you start a product you need people that really love you they really love your brand they love what you're doing they know you know your shortcomings and they understand that and they still end up paying so these are your early innovators and in early days i don't think you should even try to convert somebody that really doesn't like your product like you do because those people uh will cause you trouble uh will, will ask for features which don't make sense in, in the you know bigger scheme of things so i really you should i really think you should focus on on people that love you so whenever a client comes in if i do sense that you know they don't like the product i really don't try that hard you know I'm not at a point where I can waste my energy with someone who doesn't like the product because they will never like it. And I've been doing this for so long to sort of pick up on signals uh, when a client is really just kicking tires and maybe maybe they have a better product in mind, but they're just sort of, you know, testing the waters and they come out and say, oh, you know, I think, you know, Asana is much better and, you know, Trello is much better. And I say, oh, you know what? And, you know, why don't you just use them because they probably a better fit for you. And the clients that are paying right now, they're like, you know, we love Claritas. Can you please do this? If you don't, it's okay. We love it. Our staff loves it. We really like it, what you're doing, you know, all the updates that you're releasing. I ask them for testimonials. They send them back. They're always eager to do. So I think you should focus on these people. They deserve all the love, all the attention you can give them. You know, you shouldn't waste your time with people that don't love you as much. So love your clients, your early early innovators, early adopters love them uh love them do it for them because they are in sync with you and uh this podcast is for those clients as well so you know um i will try to keep this as honest as possible and not because i'm a you know a saint or a good person but honestly i want to look down uh back not down i want to look back a couple years later on this episodes and listen to them and hopefully learn something from them what i was going through and if i've learned something you know maybe three years from now i will go through the same problems and maybe these episodes will help me uh get through them and if i'm not honest right now uh then those things will not help me you know if i look back at them like three years later so this is as honest as i can be that's why all the expenses all my uh, monthly recurring revenue all expenses are out in the open for anybody to know and see and do and yeah sometimes you know i i'm getting a tweet or a direct message you know maybe something borderline um critical where it really makes me feel weird and bad but you know it comes with the territory it comes with having things out in the open and buffer does this and i did the same thing maybe to buffer i wasn't you know mean or anything but they had their um their numbers out and the revenues up and i had a question to joel about why their profit wasn't you know high enough and maybe that wasn't nice but i was very curious and their numbers are out there so i couldn't help it but ask because i wanted to know what takes a lot of you know what takes that much out of your revenues to have such a low profit if you're making like 1.7 million per month and then all you have, you're making all your profit is three thousand so you know when you have good staff and those things you know are expensive so yeah 
All right, so I'm running out of breath. Um, I want to go out and enjoy the longest day of the summer. Um, so it's 5.30 here, p.m., and I have a couple of hours to enjoy the sun with my family, with my kids out in the yard. Uh, we'll go ponder this a bit uh, on the angel situation. Uh, I will also carry on with the features that I have planned um, with the roadmap ahead, a bunch of good stuff coming up, calendars and drag and drop things and all kinds of cool stuff, which uh, some are asked by our clients, by my clients at this point because I'm alone, and some are just my ideas where I need things to work a certain way and I do them. So this is sort of... Um, the reason why I love doing this and saying that makes me a little bit nostalgic if I were to take investment and I come to a point where I can't really do anything I want in my own app and if I was bootstrapping with 5k uh, me and another person that would be super awesome and I could do anything I want and then code and then customer support and do all these things so let's see what kind of sort of journey the product has and what I have in store and I'm very curious to find out what's what's laying ahead and what my luck is sort of bringing my way. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening for the past 10 episodes. I really appreciate uh, you being a listener and uh, replying with all those things, all the comments and all the great stuff. So thank you for that. And uh, talk soon.